We thank God for mercy. Because you know, people mock you off when you make mistakes. People put you in hell when you make mistakes. But God. But God. He's rich in mercy. God said you're worth saving. You're worth giving another chance. Thank God for his mercy. Praise God. Praise God. I understand more and more each day why God, Paul said, I beg of you, brethren, by the mercy of God, consider all the mercy that God has shown you in your life. He showed some of us mercy this morning. He said, when you look back over your life and consider all the mercy that God has shown you, when we didn't even deserve mercy, we made mistakes that we deserve to pay the penalty for. But God, who was rich in mercy, he covered us and he delivered us. We are here today because of mercy, not because of your goodness. We are here because of his mercy. Well, today we are gonna continue teaching on understanding God's mercy but the topic is going to be understanding the work of God's mercy. I think when we have a clear understanding of the work of God's mercy, we will present ourselves more to God as a living sacrifice. Proverbs 4 and 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And we have gotten wisdom. He said, but with all thy getting, get some understanding. Proverbs 16 and 22 says, understanding is the foundation of life. Understanding God's mercy and grace is the foundation of life. When you can understand Mercy. It's one of the greatest understanding that I believe that mankind can ever receive from God is understanding. Now, we all understand that God is a spirit. And we all understand that wisdom is not flesh and blood. Wisdom is a spirit. Because Paul prayed that God's people will receive uh, we have received wisdom and revelation knowledge, but he also prayed that we might receive understanding, that we might know what the things of God has really given us. So understanding God's mercy and grace. God's mercy and grace, this is one of the things I believe that the church have failed to understand, that God's mercy and grace it's not based on who you are. It's not based on you. Thank God it's not based on me. And thank God it's not based on what other people think about you. God, mercy, and grace is not based on who you are. Actually, God said what we look like to him and what we are. Filthy rags. I wonder why he called us that. 
You notice that we do not get upset with God for calling us that. <laughs> I bet you if I come down and call you that, you'll never come back to this church. But the Bible declares that you, we are white brother. Will you take that off anybody else? I don't think so. But somehow or another, you agree with God that you're right, I am that, Lord. But I, I, I'm worth your mercy and your grace. He says, God's mercy and grace is not based on who we are or what we have done. You know, we, we, we think, well, I have earned this and uh, I have done so much. And I know that God have no choice but to bless me. God have no choice but to look at me. Look at me, God. I'm not like other people. I, I, I do everything right, God. I pray three times a day, God. And, and I pay my tithes, God. And, and I live a, a, a holy life as much as I possibly can, God. But this person over here, God, they, they, they sinning and they, they're doing everything in the world. And seem like you blessing them, God. I don't understand why God bless some people when I judge them to go to hell, when I judge them not to be blessed, but I'm looking away God still blessing them. What is going on, God? Are you blessing them because they are so sinful? Are you blessing them, God, because of who they are? Wow, are they able to be blessed? It's mercy. God's mercy have no respect of a person. The person that have faith in God's mercy can be delivered. But the person that feel like they earn God's mercy, the way you live and how you act, you felt like you deserve to have mercy, receives no mercy. You struggle in life to receive it. Why? Because you think that you live good enough, that you have not been like other people, and God have no choice but to bless you. God said, not so. If you have faith in my mercy and what my mercy have done for you through Christ Jesus, you can receive. But you know, uh, and it said, it's not based on what you have done. God's mercy and grace is based on who he is, not who you are, but who he is. And it doesn't stop there. And... What he has done for us, what he has done for us, not what you have done for yourself, not what you can do for yourself. God's mercy and grace is based on who he is, his character, his love, his who he is. He said, it's based on who I am. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. I am Jehovah Nissi. I am the God that created heaven and earth. I am the God that can speak to nothing to create something. I am the God that need nothing to create something. I possess what I want to create in my word. I am that God. I do not need you to try to earn something from me because you cannot. Every time you try to earn something from me, you come up empty. But my mercy, when you have faith in God's mercy, just like this thing, you thought I was worth saving God. And you sent your mercy to call me out of darkness. Your mercy translated me into the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus Christ. It's all about mercy. I'm looking at people today. You are here because of God's mercy and grace plus nothing else. Amen. Nothing that you can do. Nothing that you can say. No place that you can go to make you worthy to receive anything from God. 
We receive from God by faith in what God's mercy and, and grace have done for us in Christ Jesus. We are actually nobody without Christ. Amen. Amen. The Bible re reveals what God's mercy and grace has done for us in Christ Jesus. Today we will focus on understanding the work of God's mercy in salvation. That is the basic of understanding God's mercy is to understand God's mercy in salvation. You wasn't living good enough. You was a sinner. A sinner deserved punishment for the way that you live. But God's mercy, he was so rich in mercy. Yes. Understanding the work of God's mercy in salvation. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2, I think it is, verse 4 and 6. We're going to deal with those three verses today. Mm -hmm. Yes. Verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Thank God he loved us because we did not love ourselves the way that we were treating our body and the way that we were destroying our body proved that we did not love our bodies. You know, uh, uh, this is not part of the lesson, but I'm fully persuaded that how you treat your body is how God going to treat your body. I'm not talking about your spirit. You take care of your body. You showing God, I appreciate that you have wonderfully made me into your image. Because our body is what? It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. The way that we treat God's temple, I believe, is how that body responds. If you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that the Spirit of God dwells in you, that should make you be mindful of your body and say, body, you housing around nothing but the presence of the living God. God present living in us. His power dwelling in us. We just finished singing, his power dwelling in us, his spirit dwelling in us, so that I can walk in victory. It's nothing that my body is doing, but who dwell on the inside of us. See, when you have a, a reality, see, we know it, but it's not a reality yet. Chicago. A reality that in him, remove. we exist because of him. That our body, second, this is First Corinthians three sixteen. We're not going there. But he said, "Know ye not that your body, your body, my, your body is the temple of the living God, and that the Spirit of God dwelling in you." This Paul is saying, "Do you not know this? Do you not understand this? That your body is worth something to God." You might not think much of your body, but God said your body can be a dwelling place for my spirit. He said, I want you to know this. I want you to know this, that you are not by yourself. I'm dwelling in you. I'm living in you. So that the excellency of the power is not your ability to overcome anything. It's not your ability. It's the God that dwells in you. Rely on him. 
We're never alone. We are never without help. We feel like we're without help because of a lack of reality that he promised. He promised. He promised not to never leave us. He promised not to never forsake us. He promised that he would always be with us. And he proven that on the day of Pentecost. Uh, when he sent back himself in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He came and he kept his promise. And he enthroned himself into the body of God's people. He is a God that keeps his promise. He said, I'm going back. But I'm coming back to you again. He said, but the world will not see me, but you will see me, and you will know me. Why? Because I'm going to be in you. Going to dwell in you. See your power. I think the reason why the enemy can take us down sometimes because we have not realized who we are and who's dwelling in our inside of us. The work of God's grace, mercy, and salvation. The Lord give us a deeper, a clearer understanding. Let what Paul prayed for us, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That we may know something. That we may know what is the hope of his calling. The one that Paul says, I, I count all things down. I had a good life. I can be whatever I want to be in the natural because of who I am. He said, but I call all who I am dumb. Happy little shot. That I what? I know him. Nothing else in life matters, Paul is saying. But yet I have everything in life, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I want to know you, God. I want to know the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering, God. What do you see in us that you was willing to go to that cross and shed the blood and die to save us? A people that sometimes so disobedient to you. Yield themselves to you in the love that you had planned for us to do to you. I want to know you. What was on your mind when you created a man that you know that was not going to obey you? What were you thinking about to call them out of darkness? Translated them into a holy place with your son Jesus Christ. What was on your mind? That's why the angels run in and say, who in the world is man that you are so mindful of him? You crowned him with glory and honor. You made this man a little lower than the angels, giving him authority over everything that you created. Who is this man that you always thinking of? 
that make promises and never keep to you. Who is this man? What do you see in mankind? God said, I see an image. I see an image. I see an image in due time. In due time. Showing him enough mercy. He will consider my goodness. And he will change his way of living. When he consider my mercy. And when he consider my grace. And my favor on his life. He will have a change of mind. That's one of the reasons why God is so good to us. The Bible said it is the goodness of God that leads one to repentance. God is good to you because he wants you to be quick to repent when you make a mistake. He showed his goodness and his kindness. That's why God is so good to you. You wonder why he's so good to you. You didn't live that good enough for God to be good to you. The kind how we live, God should be a mean God to us. And sometimes we try to make him that. Sometimes we try to make God be mean to us. Sometimes we try to tell God, I deserve this, God. God said, that's your viewpoint. <laughs> but I see you through the blood. <laughs> through the blood. My blood covered your sin through my son, Jesus Christ, when he died on that cross. That's why we are standing today. You know why? God look at you. He doesn't see you. If he did, he'll kill every one of us. The way that we live and the things that we hold in our mind and heart. But when he look at us, he see nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. That blood covered your sin. But when Jesus look at you, he see your rotten ways. And he sent a, 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 his leader or sent somebody past to tell you about yourself. But thank God that God view us through the eyes of Jesus, yes, yes, yes. not the eyes of him. Why do you think they were dropping dead in the Old Testament? They didn't have a Jesus. They only had their covenant was of goats and bulls, but it couldn't keep God from dealing with them. But in this generation of time, we are the New Testament people. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and his mercy. That's why everybody, have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy, have mercy on me, Lord. Oh, my God. Come on, Dr. Betty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Understanding God's, the work of God, mercy, and salvation. Now, we, gonna, we, deal, we dealt with four and five late, uh, last time, last month. But uh, we're going to focus on verse 6, on the work of God's salvation, uh, the work of mercy in salvation. And let's read, um, I'm sorry, let's read verse, verse 6 again. Verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How many people? You know it because you're reading and you have intellectual knowledge to know that. But it's the reality to you. Do you see yourself sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? My dad is deep. Guess what? Why would God put something in this Bible that I could not comprehend? It would not be fair to me for God to expect me. 
to, ma to imagine, he gave me an imagination, that I am seated with him in heavenly places because it's the word of God. And because mercy have raised us up. You didn't raise yourself up. Mercy raised us up. That was one of the work of God's mercy in salvation was to raise us up, bring us alive. We was dead. The work of God's mercy is to make us alive with Christ. Uh, if we are alive with Christ and believe that, no fire could burn you, no mountain could stop you, no defeat could discourage you, no giant can overtake you. If we could just imagine, then we can, because we have the mind of Christ and we can do this. But it takes meditation, thinking about it, knowing that the God that made this promise and said that what mercy is going to do cannot lie. He said, mercy job, mercy working salvation was to quicken us. That means we was dead. Mercy made me alive again. But not alive in, in the world, but alive in Christ. And one of mercy's next job was to place me in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. See, I'm looking at your body, but actually when God view us, he view our spirit. He see our spirit seated with his son, Jesus Christ, in heavenly places. You are, in the eyes of God, seated in heavenly places. In the eyes of God, God do not see no defeat. To a child of God. Because God know the work that his mercy and grace have done for us. So when God look at you, he see nothing but victory through Jesus Christ. You might be falling down. You might be uh, out of the race. But when God view you, he view you through what happened on the cross. That's why it says... For it is God which worketh in us, both the willing to do. And he that has begun, begun something in you. He said, I will finish it. We could not save ourselves. So why did we try to deliver ourselves? You didn't call yourself out of darkness. God mercy called you and qualified you and justified you to be called out of darkness. Hallelujah. Mercy had to justify us first. That's why the Bible said, giving thanks unto God who qualified us, who enabled us, who prepared us to be called out of darkness and translated in this heaven. Into the kingdom of his dear son. Man, if we can't believe that we're standing in the kingdom of his dear son, we'll go looking for the devil. Can you do with us? We're seated in the kingdom with God dear son. Who can stop us? Nobody can stop us. We stop ourselves with what we think. Because we are becoming what we think. 
life. I think that I'm seated with him in heavenly places, no fire. Okay, hi-hi, I've had a flame get. I'll be like the Hebrew boys. No fire can burn me. No demon can stop me. I have the name of Jesus. And at that name, every demon, every principality have to bow their knees. That name has been given to the church, the body of Christ, to use. We talk about the name, the name needs to be used. Those on the third day and say, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. He said, in my name. You should cast out demons and pull down strongholds in my name. What are we waiting for? He didn't say in my name. You continue struggling with life. You struggling with demons, principality, and power, and evil spirits. You're always struggling with them. God giving us a name that is above every other name. Didn't call me out of darkness to struggle. I was struggling like hell when I was in darkness. Didn't have no hope when I was in darkness. Now I have a blessed hope. And I'm not going to walk around living like I do not have no hope. This because everything not going my way. But who cares? Because the Bible tells me that my God called those things with be not as though they were. Yes, I might be struggling now, but I'm looking at the be not. I'm a child of God. Yeah. I have privilege. Yeah. We have authority. Yeah. We are the body of Christ. Jesus. Not this no ordinary person trying to get through life. Read your Bible. Life has already been accomplished for us. Let it say, Sister Gavan said, everything that the church needs has already been provided. Why do we struggle try to make it be provided? This, we are not worthy. That's one of the reasons. You had to work hard for God to do something for you. That's under the law of Moses. I'm not living under the law of Moses. The Bible said freely. Freely he have given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Not under the law of Moses. Struggling all the time. Not knowing when you're going to make it or not. Read your Bible. You have already made it. God have already raised me up in heavenly places. Heavenly places is not a place of down and out. Amen. With Christ Jesus. I'm seated with him. And place it. Yet I'm up there with a hollering and crying and bellyache. Lord, he said, do you realize where you are? What mercy have done for you? Mercy have raised you up together and made me set with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Romans 8 and 11. So if the spirit that raised up Christ Jesus dwell in us, that spirit that raised him up shall also raise up our body. And that spirit have raised us up when we accepted Jesus Christ, the same spirit, not another spirit, the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. I was dead in sin. It raised me up, the church up from the dead. <laughs> Made us sit in a place that we could not earn. 
And that place is called heavenly places. Let's live like we are in heavenly places. Respond to life like you are seated with him and you are in heavenly places. Stop a line problem and situation to push you around like you are nobody. You are somebody. His spirit dwells in us. That's what makes us somebody. It's what's on the inside of us that makes us great. No wonder he said in this Bible, you, ye are of God, little children, my child. So listen to this. You have overcome the world. Stop struggling the world. Why, Lord? Not because of you. Because. He said, because greater. God's talking about himself. Not talking about your ability. What you can do or who you know. He said, because I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why you're so great. He said, because greater is he. That dwelling in you. Then that problem seemed to take you down. But you have someone in you that can call you to overcome every time. So whatsoever, whosoever is born of God is an overcomer. You say, yeah, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith, believing that he raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, is my victory to overcome the world. In the world, yes, I face trials and tribulation and difficulty and circumstances. Yes, I face failure. But guess what? My God and my Lord, the Father of all glory, said to me, be of good courage, my child. Because, I tell you why, I want you to shout for joy. I tell you why, I want you to be of good courage. Not because of nothing that you can do, not who you know. I want you to be of good courage because I have. Hallelujah, Shanna. Not trying to overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Lift your head up high and walk like you're a child of God. Go about conquering the situation. Walking around like you don't know what to do. You do know what to do. Trust in the God of your salvation. Did he tell us in his word? When we're going to stop acting and believing this word. He said, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, Dr. Betty, if you ever want to receive it. And do not lead to your own understanding. Because I understand I'm going down. I understand that I'm not going to make it. He said, lead not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. All your ways. All me all. Acknowledge me. And I guarantee you. I will direct your path. You can say like David. Though I walk through the valley of shadow death, though I walk through the battle of problems, situations, circumstances, and difficulties in life, but I feel no evil. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because thou, not only is he with me, the New Testament people can say, thou is dwelling in me. David could say he's with me, but I can say he's dwelling in me. Don't shut Face no life fearful. Why? 
The Bible tells me that God has not given me the spirit of fear. But he said, I tell you what I did give you. Give you a spirit of power. Spirit of love. You're not crazy. I've given you a sound mind. Stop thinking you're crazy. The devil tell you you're crazy. The devil always tell people that they're losing your mind. And you get a certain age. Why would I get a certain age? My mind had to stop working. Then the Bible said whatever God does is eternal. That means creation has to stop working. The Bible said God created day and night. And to this day they still stand. God Almighty. Yeah. Night and day, everything that God created, thousands and thousands of years, still stand and still work the way that God perfect for it to work on earth. The trees, my God, still shedding them leaves all over my lawn that we had to get up. Now, that's one thing God could have skipped. But he said, everything that God made worked according to the way that God planned and purposed for it to work. Everything. But the crowning of all of God's creation is mankind. You are. We are the apple of his eyes. Because we are created in his image. And God wants his image to walk up on this earth with much boldness, much authority. He gave it to us to use. We're not going to use this in heaven. Ain't no demon running down in heaven. You're going to get up there and start casting out no demons. No. They are here. They're really, they are really no match to a child of God because of who you are. The Bible said, when you call in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. You ever thought about that when problems gaining on you? You ever thought about, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can call the name of Jesus, and this problem had to bow this knee. No, but I got to do something. You know what God said? You make one step, that's not in my Bible, not even your Bible. That's in that old uh, law. That's a lie. God's not in that kind of agreement with mankind. He already made all the steps. Have to have faith in the steps that he made. Oh, man. So much teaching. And the Bible says that <laughs> all things work together for what? To them, you love the Lord. You might not do everything right, but every person sitting here today loves the Lord. And every person in here have been called. You've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are called with a purpose. And he said, whatever come up, you might not. I do not understand a lot of things that come. I wonder why they come my way. They shouldn't come my way. But God said, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. And my, I will stand on that. I have never said to God, I understand the situation. No, I understand what he said. Well, that's all matters to me. 
It's what God had to say about the situation. Not worried about what Bubba said or what Lucy said and what Lucy thing. All I know that God has the last set so over everything. His words stand forever. He said, heaven and earth might pass away, but my word will never pass away. Because God and his word are one. They are one. Life is in his word. Deliverance is in his word. Thank God. His mercy and his grace have given the church everything that the church needs. We struggle with life, trying to make it happen ourselves. Mercy was sent to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I cannot deliver myself, but mercy can. I cannot help myself in dark and defeated situation, but the victory of mercy. Grace was sent to do what we could not do for ourselves. I cannot bless myself, but grace can. Deliverance was sent to do for me. You can go on. Healing was sent to do what I cannot do for myself. I cannot heal myself because I made myself sick. That's why I cannot heal myself. But God's power can. We have to become thinking people. Not emotion, emotional thinking people, but people think. Think of what mercy have done for us in salvation, and you had nothing to do with it. If you stay there, if you stay there like you started salvation, if you're going to stay there with that same mindset, just as I am, with that one plea, that thy blood was shed for me. If you can go through life with that mindset, when problems, situations come up, just as I am, Lord, I cannot work for this. But I'm coming because your words said whatsoever I ask the Father in Jesus' name that he would do. I'm coming just as I am. I don't have no great thing to tell you that I, uh, and hem you up and say you have no choice. Just as I am, God. I have no ground to stand on but your mercy and your grace. That's all I have to bring to you. Have no plea of my own. Not proud of my life, God. But your mercy. But your mercy have made me worthy. And I'm standing here today because of your mercy and your grace. With that in mind, God... I know I make mistakes sometimes, God. I'm not all that, like Paul said, God, I'm not all that I should be yet. I'm not all that you call me to be yet. But one thing I do know, I am forgetting what I used to be. I'm forgetting all the mistakes that I made. And I'm pressing on to the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. No, I haven't made the trip yet. No, I'm not all that I should be. But, but one thing I do know, I'm not going to allow my past to hunt me down. I'm not going to allow my mistake to ride my back into a future. 
I'm not going to allow how I messed up to hold me. And every time I want to go forth, the devil reminds me of my mistake. I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. And I'm moving on to higher things in God. Because the devil's plan is to keep you living in your mistake. Why? Because he knows God's mercy covered you. But he, long until you find it out, he'll wreck your brains down to no end. You'll never move to greatness in God. Because every time you think that you're going on with God, the devil reminds you of a past. But you need to remind the devil of his past as well. What happened up on Calvary? That you're a child of God. That God's blood cover you. You are not guilty of what you used to be because the Bible said, if you, that uh, if we would confess our sins and our faults, that God is faithful and God is just to forgive us. And not only would God do that, God will not stop there. It said that in the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us. From all unrighteousness. He didn't say the blood will keep calling you and reminding you of your mistakes. He said the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. We are the Lord's, my dear children. We are of the Lord. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And Christ is the head of the church. The head cannot be defeated. Neither can the body be defeated. We defeat ourselves with what we think. That's why the Bible said, I beg of you, I urge you to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You renew your mind by taking on these type of thoughts and meditate on the word of God day and night. The Bible said, then and only then will you have good success. You will make sound decisions when you meditate upon the word of God. What happened? The wisdom of God, the understanding, the revelation will be yours. When you want to make a decision, the spirit of wisdom will help you. Physical and spiritual decision that we make in life. We are blessed people. We are the most blessed people that ever walked up on the face of this earth. It's a sad thing that we do not realize it. Very sad. Because we started in life hoping that God would do something. Feeling that he would do something. The Bible said, God already called those things which be not as though they were. He called you blessed, yet you don't see in the blessing. But the Bible said that you are blessed. And when we finish this, in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, we, I pray that the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, will enlighten your eyes to understand that you are not just an ordinary person walking through life. That your body... It's the temple of the Spirit of God that you will never be alone. The Bible says in uh, uh, John 14 and 18, he said, I will not leave you confidence. He said, the world will not, the world see me now, but a few more days, the world will not see me. He said, but you will see me. He said, because I live, 
you shall live also. And Acts 17:28 says, In him we live. In him we move. In him, but we have our existence in him. He said, Because I live, you shall live also. We shall live in him. Uh, this is one. That's, uh, he said, but you will see me. That's John 14, 19. 18 says, he will not leave us comfortless, I think. Now, I'm going to read one. Okay, one more minute is what I have. So this is going to go fast. The 20th verse says, Jesus said, at that day, you should know that I am in the Father, the Father in me, and I am in you. We're supposed to know this. God said we're supposed to know it at that day. We are in that day. He said, you're supposed to know that I am dwelling in the Father and the Father dwelling in me and we both are dwelling in you. At that day, this is the day. He said, we're supposed to know this. God, open up our eyes that we may know this, God. We need to know, God, that you're dwelling in us with the reality, God. He said that we would know this. We shall know this. He know that we can. With the help of God's mercy and grace, we will. We will. The day will come when every, every person in here, each person in here would know that you are housing around your answer. I don't have to look outside. It's redeemed. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Uh.